Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. of the Pajama Party. I'm one of those Papadini. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. And happy Friday. Happy Friday it is. Thank God it's Friday. <laughs> Woo. How you doing, Kettle? I can't complain. How you guys doing? Everything is everything. All right. The kids, everything is everything. Feeling chipper. Okay. Thank you. Kind of chilly out there too. Oh, it's what they call crisp. (laughs) It's a little crisp. Yeah, some people say cold is crisp. It's fine. Crisp. It's crispy. (laughs) Yes, or brisk. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Lipton tea, it's brisk. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. So how you, how you like the weather, Papa? Like it? Yeah, it's it's all right. It's kind of, you know, topsy turvy, you don't know what it's hot or cold, you know, because you mm-hmm. with the summertime you just you know it's hot so you just get ready to sweat and whatever and then but this weather here is like, you know, somewhere in the middle, it's chilly and it's Mm-hmm. Should I wear shorts? Should I wear long pants? Should I, you know? Yeah, kind of don't know what to do. Coming to an end, though. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. The leaves are definitely falling off the trees, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's the only yeah. thing I don't like. Got to clean up those leaves. That's the only oh, thing I don't God. like. But I love, I love fall and spring. That's a, I like clean up the leaves. Yeah. You don't like the mess of all those naked trees. There you go. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Basket tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Papa Didi. Um, what's uh, the lead off tonight? You know, I had a, a weird situation happen today, and I want to just get y'all opinion on it because it kind of blew my mind. I mean, you ever see people? I mean, now we got solicitors out there, right? I'm out today doing some lawn work, you know, and I saw two different situations. I saw this uh, white couple come up, and one of them got out of a car, another one got out of a car, and they come inside the, uh, you know, the development, basically, if you want to call it that. And you know they're walking around. They, they, I was I was doing some moving cars and all this jazz to mow the lawn, so I guess they didn't mess with me because they saw I was really preoccupied, you know. But my question is like, when you see white folks in a predominantly black neighborhood, you know, I mean, which is what you would what people consider a, a bona fide middle class neighborhood, you know, you 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 ask yourself like, what the hell are you trying to sell us? <laughs> 
that you ain't selling your own people. Because it's obvious that you don't live around here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so what are, you, what are you trying to sell us? You know? And you come and knock on the door. And these people are white as snow. You know, and it's usually some kind of roofing stuff or solar stuff or, or whatever. It could be practically anything. But my question is, so you chose this, I, I would say, you know, lightweight, affluent, black, na- middle class, black neighborhood to push your wares. But why aren't you selling to your own people? You know, what the hell's up with that? What do you think about that? Does that make you think for a second to say, well, I don't see you around this motherfucker otherwise, you know, mm-hmm. so what What do you think? <laughs> On that premise, I don't see you around here otherwise. Hmm. I'm, I'm a yield to cattle. Mm. Uh, 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 oh, okay. Fuck. All right, everyone. I see what you're doing. Um, so fuck. I'm trying to understand, what, what's the question that you're asking? What do you feel about white folks knocking on your door in a black neighborhood trying to sell you some crap and they don't even live in the neighborhood and you're saying, what the hell are you trying to sell me? Well, what I'm saying basically, all, I, is, I, saying basically I, is that you wouldn't, be, you wouldn't be fucking with me otherwise. It's what right. I'm saying. I, I, you know what I mean? Okay. I am kind of leery. It's just like, you know, when, when you see the white folks going in black areas, you know what they're coming in there for. Okay, called spade and spade and buying drugs. That was in the yeah. past. Now it's, it's a little different now because you know uh, uh, gentrification and all that. So, um, but I, I've kind of experienced that, and I'm not going over nobody's house. Somebody knocked on my door and asked that I have the kids. This was around Halloween, and it was a white couple, older white couple, and they asked that I have the kids. I said nope, but they had come there before maybe four or five years earlier when my son was younger and mm-hmm. uh, invited, uh, was inviting people to a Halloween party at their house. Oh, we give this every year and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. They had a flyer and everything. I took the flyer mm-hmm. okay, thank you. I put that damn flyer in the damn trash. Okay. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm not going over. I'm not going over your house. I don't know who the hell you are. No, uh-uh. Nope, I'll give them black crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but no, no, thank you. No, mm-hmm. they, I'm, they, I'm, sound, I'm they sound real thirsty if they're going around door to door trying to get people to come to a party at their house. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some little kids, and y'all old as dirt. Y'all got to be late mm-hmm. That no, sounds like a you. thirst trap. <laughs> they up to something. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Yeah, so I would be Larry. Yeah, I would be. No. Uh-uh. Well, my comment on it is I just always question, like what you said, Papa Didi, why, how come I don't, I was going to say why come, how come I don't see y'all any other time? <laughs> you, you don't come through any other time just to come through and say hey or any of that because, we don't know you. You're not from here. You don't live around here. But then when you want to sell mm-hmm. something, you're looking for what I call the easy mark. You're looking for a sucker. Mm-hmm. You think because mm-hmm. you see some nice vehicles in the driveway and parked mm-hmm. on the street, oh, they got plenty of money. Let me go talk to these black folks 
and sell them some crap that they clearly don't need because if we did need it, we would already have it. We sure weren't waiting on you to come through and say, hey, this is what you need. So, yeah, I'm very leery about that. When I see these people coming through with the little clipboard and all that crap, I don't even answer the door. I just let them stand on the on the porch or stand out front, ring the bell, I'll <laughs> peep out the blinds, and I'm like, nope, nope, I'm not even going to answer. I'm not giving you any conversation. Just keep it moving. over the door. No, keep wow. it moving. Because like I said, if, I, if whatever it is that I need or my home needs, I know how to go to the store and get it. I don't need you to come pushing mm. your crap on me. Especially somebody who I've never seen before. Why should I trust you and your products? I don't know you. At least if I buy it from this local big box store, if it doesn't work, I can take it back. Mm-hmm. I ain't messing with them. They need to stop that mess. It should be illegal. That's all I'm going to say. What's your view on the problem? Well, I'm I'm very leery. I'm very leery because you know, with me, you know, when it comes to when it comes to the white folks, I I don't know. I I walk on the leery side of things from the beginning. You know what I mean? Because I think the only time that they, you know, inter intertwine with us is when something's in it for them. And every time I look and see celebrities, white folks is always in the mix of them. You know what I mean? They just kind of make their way into everything. I was watching the um, track and field the other day, which was in uh, what town was that in? In that town in Hungary, I think it was Budapest, Budapest, Hungary, the championship, and the brother that won the hundred yard dash and others as well. Him in particular, the guy that won him. No, 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 Laos is his name. No, Laos is in the audience, and his mother was in the audience, and these white people that was they were no, no, Laos who won the hundred yard dash. He was his mother was sitting behind um Florence uh Florence Griffin, the uh Florence Griffin Joiner. And um Well me I'm saying her name wrong. I'm I'm confusing her with Flojo. Anyway, uh, the one that's still living, uh, Griffith. Anyway, she was a track star back mm-hmm. in the day, a high jump star anyway. But she was in one seat and and Noel Lyles, who won a hundred yard dash, the fastest man in the world, which is being considered as, he was his mother sitting behind him. But these white folks, as soon as he won the race, these white folks was hugging all over his mom and all, all in a mix, you know, just just all. Every time you see a black superstar, there's some white joker always up into the whole patronizing thing. You know what I mean? They can't they can't whether it's Simone Biles or. Uh, you know, uh, Serena Williams, you know, it's always white folks like flanking right on the right hand side. Just you know, no matter what. You know, just like now. Now watch and see when you look at Coco Golf in the future, being she just won the uh, US Open, even though her mother and father plays her close to the best. But the the one one of the women who are the announcers, one of the, one of the announcers or commentators for that, her father is Coco Golf's agent. The woman named Hernandez, the Spanish woman that does the, uh, she's one of the announcers in there. Her father is Coco Goss. And so every time Coco's playing, she's down interviewing her after the match. So Coco's all into their family. 
he's paying them the percentage for being an agent and all, and they're all up in it. You know, and that's the kind of shit where if they had an attractive son, they would turn her on to Coco Golf. You know what I mean? Turn him on to Coco Golf. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? That's just how they fucking infiltrate shit. So it's very interesting, you know. That's how they roll. Anyway, that's my view on it. I just don't fuck with them. <laughs> <laughs> to sum it up. To give my answer. I don't, when you, if you cross don't the line and come into a... Hey, that's you, it in a nutshell. You get out of your little fancy car oh. and start knocking on doors of black people that you consider middle class. You got some shit up your sleeve, and it scares the shit out of me. Because I know that you wouldn't be messing with us otherwise. And you mm-hmm. get in your car because you're going to knock on a few doors, see who you can sucker punch. And as soon as you get done, you're going to drive off. I would love to follow you when you leave because I know you're going straight to the fucking beltway. You know what I mean? You ain't going down the neighborhood street. You're going to beeline right to the fucking 495 and head back over to Virginia or out to Montgomery County. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, wherever you came from, from, I'm going to leave that alone. All right. Well, Kevin, let's let's get over to, and we're going to go into the rundown for tonight's show. So, Kevin, if you could be so gracious as to give us the rundown for tonight. Not a problem, Uh, Miss Redwine. Uh, In focus tonight, the Gula Geechee community in Georgia threatened by zoning. Also, gun violence crimes continue to rise in the U.S. And Florida schools' racial assembly sparked outrage. Um, the cocktail of the week, I've got a good one tonight. What's possible with Papa Didi? He's going to continue on his soapbox. Also, our weird news. Of course, we have to lighten it up. Hurricane Adelia flung flamingos across the eastern U.S. Also, police rushed a report of a, a ritual mass killing. And man arrested trying to run a giant hamster wheel across the Atlantic. Okay. I'm just saying with red wine, uh, is Black Lives Really Matter? Prove it. Also living for the city with Papa Didi for Hollywood wrap-up, the kiss it list, and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and come back. Uh, I'm going to get us in focus. All right. All right, we're going to take a quick break, as Kevin said, and we're coming back with In Focus. This is Beyonce. No! It's Friday night, so run and tell somebody that the pajama party is on right now, right here on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. Oh, yeah, this is how we do it. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1 to get in on the conversation, or you can join us online at www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner. So if you want to give a shout-out, wish a happy birthday, hear yourself on the radio, or get your 15 seconds of fame, you need to call us right now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. How often do you get a chance like this? Hey, we're only on until 10 p.m. Eastern, so get on the phone and call us right now. We're waiting to make you famous, even if it is just for tonight. Don't be shy. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1. I'm going to stop by the bar, but I'll meet you back at the show. 
All right, welcome back with John Party One, your host, Papa DM here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All righty. All right, all right, all right. Uh, I've got the first in focus, so I'm going to jump right into it. I thought this was really interesting. This one is focused on the, um, I don't know if you all are familiar with the term, the Gullah Geechee. That is uh, a group of black residents that live on uh, one of the islands right on the outer parts of Georgia. These are the people who are descendants of enslaved people that were brought there way back when during the times of slavery, and they still carry on a lot of uh, combined African traditions. They still keep their own language. And uh, matter of fact, there's a chef, uh, a black woman, whose name just escaped me, who is on the Food Network, who lives in that community, in one of the Gullah Geechee communities, and she always talks about the Gullah Geechee foods and traditions, et cetera. But anyway, what's happening in this story is there's a small enclave of uh, black residents that are members of the Hog Hammock community, also referred to Hog Hammock. And um, according to the Cultural Landscape Foundation, this community is one of 15 African-American saltwater Geechee settlements on Sapelo Island, Georgia, now, the Geechee, as I said, are descendants of enslaved West Africans that were brought to work on Sea Island plantations along the uh, Atlantic coast. And uh, Sapelo Island is about 60 miles south of Savannah, Georgia, and you can only get to it by boat because, like I said, it's an island. So you're not driving in and out of there. you got to have a boat to get there. And about three decades ago, this county, uh, the county that is like the jurisdiction that handles it, the county, adopted zoning restrictions to um, allow the residents, and it was like 30, between 30 and 50 residents of this small community, the zoning restrictions were designed to allow them to hold on to their land. But now the McIntosh County Elected Commissioner, uh, Commissioners recently voted three to two, so it was not unanimous. Uh, their vote was to change the zoning, zoning restrictions, and now the black residents there are fearful that this new zoning regulation is going to allow wealthy buyers to come in and be prioritized over them, which, of course, is going to lead to higher taxes, et cetera, et cetera. So the residents there are anticipating that this is also going to add pressure on them to sell their land. And keep in mind, this land that they are sitting on and that they own has been in their families for generations. We're not talking about people who've been there for 15, 20 years. These folk have been there for like from generation to generation and keeping it in their families. And some of them were pressured uh, through the years to sell and did sell. And the ramifications of that is that some of those who sold, uh, people who came in, as they call outsiders, came in and now with the new zoning restrictions, they're building kind of what you would call luxury homes. And, of course, that's going to bring higher taxes because you know how that happens. If, if there's a higher... 
uh, higher value home in your community, that starts to push the value up, which pushes the tax up in return. And these folks are going to end up getting priced out of property that's been in their family for generations. So the zoning, what they did is uh, the, they were they voted on allowing what was previously a limit of only 1,400 square feet of what they define as heated and air-conditioned space. Basically, you couldn't have a home any bigger than 1,400 square feet that had heating and air in it. Now the new zoning law says you can have a home up to 3,000 square feet. So you can just do the math and see what that's going to do. That's more than twice the size that was allowed before. So when people who have money decide, oh, you know what, that's desirable land over there, now I can build a nice-sized house. 3,000 square feet is a decent, nice-sized house. So, you know, it could be more desirable, and like I said, it's going to push the taxes up. So bottom line is that now they're banding together and fighting to try to preserve what they have and to fight against the, the zoning and the county to keep things where they're not going to get boxed out of the land that's theirs and been in their family, like I said, for generations, because mm. this stuff ain't right. Once again, you know, people come in and do what they want to do, take over, push the people out. This is gentrification all over again. And nobody, they weren't bothering anybody out there on that island or 60 miles from Savannah. They've been out there for, like I said, generations. And somebody on the outside has decided, hey, that place is kind of nice. Let's go over there and start doing stuff. Let's change the law so we can build bigger houses because that's what we want. And eventually we'll just keep putting pressure on the folks who own the land, box them out force them to sell. We've seen it happen over and over, cities across the country. So it's really unfortunate, you know, that this is going on. And what's really bad is that there, uh, that county, that area where they are, Hall Comic, is already on the National Registry of Historic Places. So you would think that should give them the protection that they need. But because they voted, that, uh, whatever that committee that voted and changed the zoning, now they can do what they want to do. You know, you've changed the sizing for it, and now you can build a house twice the size of what was allowed before. And it turns out that that county is called McIntosh County. That county is 65% white. Now, this little area, uh, Hall Cummick, that's where this group of people is. But the county on the outer perimeter that they fall under, that's who did all this voting. Um, and by the way, when that vote was done, the residents of Hall Cummick were not told. They were not given any notification. They were not invited. There was nothing said when this vote happened. They found out about it after the fact. Typical. And there's only 11,000 people in the county. Right. Go ahead. My thing is... You know, you, I mean, I hear everything you're saying, but they need to have a spokesperson uh, for, you know, for their, you know, for their people. Or mm-hmm. they need to have people on the board like them. 
Um, I know some of the, a lot of these Indian reservations, they have sp- people that speak for them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If somebody is trying to come in and do something different, they'll come up and, you know, the, the head person, whoever that is, they'll come and, or they could be a part of the board. And mm-hmm. I think maybe that was a downfall or something that they should, um, you know, but I guess they didn't think that, you know, people were going to come to them like that. They want, Like you said, you'd be left alone. You're doing our own thing over here. Now, all of a sudden, y'all want to come over here and violate what we're doing, and, you know, make larger houses and yada, yada, yada. We're fine over here. Exactly. They want to come over there and mess with them and take what they've had in their family for generations. I just feel right. like, you know, once again, you have a group of people, and like you said, they don't have any representation, just like Washington, mm-hmm. D.C., taxation mm-hmm. without representation. Mm-hmm. They don't have any mm-hmm. voice on, on that board or that committee that had that vote. Mm-hmm. So they were not represented at all, but yet it impacts them negatively. Right. It's not right. It's not. I agree. It's, it's just not right. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think they need the, to reach oh, out. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I think they need to reach out to, uh, what's my man, the attorney that represents all the black folks? Oh, Crump. Crump. Yes. Benjamin Crump. Uh-huh. They need to reach out right. to Benjamin Crump and see if there's anything, if he can take it, take the case and, and help them because mm-hmm. they're getting ready to get the short end of this deal. Right. I agree. I agree. I see they have um, the the, uh, the Gula Geechee people in um, other parts, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. Mm-hmm. But this particular area you're talking about is in Georgia. Right. There's a few groups of Gullah Geechee, you know, still in different pockets. It's not a lot mm-hmm. of them. It's not like thousands and thousands of them, you know, because I'm sure it's right. a kind of a small community and, you know, groups like right. that, they're not that widespread, but they're still around. Right. And I see they have a Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Corridor Commission. So, I mean, but they, they still need to have a spokesperson or somebody to speak for them. You know, yeah. why are you allowing this to happen? You know, I just, oh, wow. It's always something. I know. They always, it's like you need a watchdog. Yeah, they always want something that we have. That's what mm-hmm. kills me. You know, they always want something that we have. Papa, you too quiet yeah. over there. What's going on? <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's business as usual. I mean, everybody, mm-hmm. these jokers sit back with all this money and 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 they just buy up whatever, you know, because even in, mm-hmm. in Prince George County, I remember they were uh, building just on a, on, a, on another level, but the same rel- relativity uh, over mm-hmm. in an uh, area called, uh, it was that, they had to end up calling it uh, Glen Arden, which was a, a name they wanted to lay to rest. They they kind of called the area everything but Glen Arden because Glen Arden represented black people in Prince George County, which is a little town right right next to um, Landover. You know what I mean? So you got Landover and Glen Arden. Glen Glen Arden was buried, and you people would jump right to a little town called Largo. 
So Glenarden was buried, but then they built all these houses and they put a Wedman's over in this shopping center over in Prince George County called uh, Woodmore, Woodmore Shopping Center. But it was so in Glenarden County that they had to name it Glenarden, which has the same scenario as uh, of the um, National Harbor, you know? The National Harbor, a lot of people, they want to call it D.C., Yeah. but that's Oxen, Oxen Hill, Hill all day, mm-hmm. and it belongs to Oxen Hill, Maryland. It's on that side of the street, and it's, it's so interesting because that was the street called South Capitol. My brother lives up that way. In fact, he lives on that street. Mm-hmm. South Capitol is the dividing line right there for D.C. and Oxen, Oxen Hill. Hill, and the, the harbor is on the left side of South Capitol, so it's all day. But anybody, when you when they say the National Harbor, first thing coming to mind is D.C. That joint belongs to Maryland. So it's, but I'm saying all that to say that it's the same way with all these places. As soon as people hear about stuff, they want to claim it. Mm-hmm. They want it. They they just they got all this money. But getting back to the Wedmans thing, they built all these houses by Wedmans and built this shopping center, and they built all these nice houses. But white folks started coming out the woodwork buying these houses, and now you see them in the Wedmans, but you don't see them on the street. That's so deep because you ride to the shopping center where all the stores are and hibachi restaurant, and you don't see white folks hanging in there because that's still Prince George County and it's still black folks. But going Wedman to supermarket because everybody got to eat, and you see the white folks in the supermarket, but they're not in the the little yeah in the rest of the in, in the rest yeah. of the shopping center. So they're buying out there also. They got this little money hidden, and they built some really nice houses over there. And white folks brought it up, they sure did. but you don't see them. So it's just the same relativity when people. That's why I think people like Tyler Perry and Oprah. And all of them should take on some of those challenges of different historical things, whether it be, uh, you know, American Indians and all that stuff, and and, and invest some of their money in that direction, as long as it's a good bring back for them to mm-hmm. keep producing with that. That way these people can keep their land, and Oprah and, and people like Tyler Perry and them can buy their land, and now them people can live on the land that they know somebody actually owns, instead of it being so where white folks can go down to City Hall and change all the damn numbers and files and, the, you know what I mean? Because soon as you get into the tax office in City Hall, shit, you could change a lot of crap, you know? Anyway, That's I'm going to leave that alone. All right. Well, we're going to keep it you moving. Get, you get off the soapbox, Father? Yeah, I'm leaving it alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot going on. That's the truth. Yeah, you make, you're right. You make it's all point. kind of connected. Yeah. It is, yeah, yeah. You made some good points, yeah. Yeah, it's some oh, trickiness right. going on. That's all I know. Of course, as, you, as usual, yeah. I, I would like to see us to follow up on that story to see how things go. I mean, just like certain areas, like um, in D.C., Georgetown, you know, folks came in, took it from us, you know, what, what else is there? Yes, indeed. That's yes, right. indeed. D.C. has a, but, right you know, D.C. is a firm example of that. Yeah, because Georgetown mm-hmm. used to be all black. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I'm sure. Yeah. Prominent black. A lot of places. Yeah. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then white right. people decided um, that this is desirable. We're going to Well, it's that. not just white people. you got to understand that all the politicians are represented here. 
and even though they are representing Kentucky, they all want to live in D.C. because they're not going back to Kentucky when their political career is over. You know, don't be fooled by that. Everybody, what's the one frozen? What's his name? Uh, Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. I'm sure he got a big old house over in Chevy Chase some damn where. All of them. They they, they may represent different towns, but they all got cribs all up in the suburbs of, uh, what's, the, what's the other place where the hospital is named after uh, the, the medical hospital, that area there? Walter Reed. Walter Reed, up in that area. What do they call that area over there by Walter Reed? Uh, I forget that part of D.C. Anyway, yeah, they live all over there. That's what they call it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we're going to move on. Uh, Carol, you're up next. What's your in focus? Um, interesting. I guess the same old violin, same old thing. Um, another, I guess it's not a mass shooting because only uh, three people were involved. I guess they call it a mass shooting, I guess, after two people. Um, But this was a Louisiana school. Um, It was a shooting. One student was killed and two were hurt. It was at the St. Helen Helena College and Career Academy. Um... One student was killed and two others were injured. And critically, uh, when a 14-year-old opened fire at a Louisiana school, the incident occurred on Tuesday around 3.30. Um, and uh, the victims, who were all students at the school, were sitting together in a car in the proxy lot when the suspect sprayed the vehicle with bullets. Like, okay, I don't know, the disagreement, argument, they didn't say. The student was critically injured, um, was airlifted to an area hospital. Um, the other injured student who suffered multiple gunshot wounds was brought to um, a particular hospital. Uh, one is now in stable condition, while the other condition is unknown. The deceased victim has been by a 16-year-old Vernon Gordon. He was a football player at the school, and he was pronounced dead on the stage. Um, the suspect was a student at the school was taken into custody uh, at his home and being held um, at a detention center. These kids are young, so hopefully he won't get out. He has been charged with second-degree murder, aggravated, aggravated secondary battery in possession of the firearm in a firearm-free school zone. Um, the school was canceled up until um, today. So they probably um, went back to school today. Um, but uh, somebody was saying, know your child, what he what he leaves home with, even if it means checking his book uh, bag. Just um, I know in the past, you know, kids would take different clothes and, you know, uh, the girls, they would go in the um, bathrooms and change their clothes when they got to school. But now, you know, people, these kids are carrying guns. Um, it also saying less than two weeks ago, another 16-year-old Louisiana student was shot and killed at a football game um, between two high schools. Those schools are about an hour away from us, St. Camille. Um, but it's, it's, yeah. just, it's, just, it's just getting crazy. And mm-hmm. the gun violence, um, you know, I'm segueing into the gun violence of just 2023. Now, check this out. That on 2023 so far is 30,000 people uh, have died from gun violence. 
That's crazy. That's just insane. How, it, how it, is it that even? It blows my mind. 30,000? 30,000 people in, in the United States. I mean, that's up from 2022 was 20,000. So now we're going up and up. You know, it's nothing decreasing. Everything is going up and up. Um, so, wait, the number for 2022, that was for the entire year. Right. So we're at 30,000, and it's just September. Right. It's crazy. Not even been a whole year. My gosh. And the number of teens uh, that are being killed are between 12 and 17, or like over 1,000. The number of children between uh, the ages of 0 and 11 have been killed at 216. It's just crazy. These stats are from the Young Gun Violence Archive, 2023. Hmm. So, um, I just, I, it's hmm. hard to fathom 30,000 people in the U.S. killed by guns. Right. But check this out. Have you guys ever heard of the red flag law? Um, the red flag law, it's about 20 states that um, have the red flag law. But here in the district, I mean, it, it's the same. So the no. district adopted that particular law in 2018. It's a new law was passed in D.C. to help keep the district and its residents safe by quickly removing guns from people who are considered a danger to themselves and others. So the red flag law allows certain district residents to petition um, the, the courts to issue extreme risk protection orders, ERPOs, uh, which requires the temporary removal of firearms and ammunition from the potentially dangerous person. So, you know, people like family members, guardians, roommates, uh, mental health uh, professionals, and so on, they can do that. Um, so you can just fill out paperwork and just take it down to the court and, you know, that red flag law, you can remove uh, uh, firearms for, from a home or someone you think is, um, you know, in danger of uh, firearms, hurting himself or someone else. Um, but 20 states, they do have that. But I've never me, that's, heard that's of that. Like a slap on, yeah, I haven't either. But that's like a slap on the wrist. It's, it's, it's something, but it's just not enough. You know, it's just not enough. You know, it's just not enough. Is that, um, so when you do that, like how, I'm just trying to understand, like, how how quick does that actually happen? If you fill out this thing and send mm-hmm. in your petition because you say, I have a, a loved one or whoever who I feel mm-hmm. like has a, who definitely has a gun, but I think they're a danger to me and to themselves, so I fill this thing out and send it to wherever I'm supposed to send it. So what am I supposed to do in the meantime? Am I supposed to lock myself in a room? and wait for the police to show up and come and take this gun away? No. Well, they said you can see a judge within one business day. And, you know, um, so you can go down to the courts and petition that and talk to a judge and get a temporary, it's called an ERPO, the um, temporary, like, order. And then I guess the police will go to that person's house and say, hey, look, we got this 
order, E-R-P-O, order, um, to confiscate your, you know, weapons or whatever, because you think you, you know, this person thinks that you're a danger to society. So, and then you go for me, so. It's interesting, but um, I didn't know that um, that, that was um, even there, the red flag law. I mean, you know, they don't talk about I've it. I've never heard of it. And what's it called again, yeah. a red what? Red flag law. Red flag law. You ever heard of that one, Papa D? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. So 20 states have adopted it for the District of Columbia as well. So, um Hey, it doesn't anybody. seem like anybody's using it because there's more and more guns on the street. doesn't but seem like anybody's taking them off. People don't talk about it. They don't talk about it, and it's not known. It's like, you know, you can do a commercial for everything else, but I've never seen a commercial for this. Never. No. Never. Mm. Huh. Am I right, Papa? They do commercials for everything yeah. else. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they advertise every other stupid thing. Right, but information. They don't want to give us information. We have to go seek and find it, you know. It's crazy. Mm. um, They can kill some of those aggressive commercials and advertisers instead. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Let people be aware of this. And, you know, I always say we have rights. Uh, A lot of people don't know their rights. So you got to go research it. You got to go read. That's what you got to do, man. But um, yeah, it's what's going on in the gun world. It's, it's, it's sad, but that's what's going on. And okay, it, it just needs to stop. It just needs to stop. Well, thank you for informing us okay. and informing our listeners. So uh, yeah, that's stuff we need to know. All right, okay. we're gonna kick it over to you, Papa Didi. What's your in focus for tonight? Well, it looks like the uh, Florida schools uh, racial assembly uh, sparked outrage. Which is, uh, oh, I think, Florida is just Florida is just a throwback from uh, Alabama. Which, in all actuality, if you ever drive down um, Route 10 West, heading to wherever you're going, Mississippi, New Orleans, whatever, the next stop after Florida is Alabama. One hour away, 60 minutes away. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. 60 minutes. And like I said before, if I'm ever traveling on Route 10 going to New Orleans, once I get out of Pensacola and next stop is Alabama, 60 miles, I make sure I piss before I get out of Pensacola because I'm not getting out the car in Alabama. I'm going to hold my piss until Mississippi, which is another hour away from Alabama. And then an hour away from Mississippi is New Orleans, Louisiana. They're all one hour apart. It's, it's crazy. It's 60 minutes apart. Once you get to Pensacola, it's 60, 60, 60, 60. It's interesting. Anyway, like I said, Florida is a replica of Alabama from years ago. Now, an exclusive assembly was uh, designated over only on uh, fourth and fifth grade black students. Now, why are we always pinpointing black students? Think of the trauma that black students are going through. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Fourth and fifth graders, when somebody says some crazy shit, and I tell you what, you know, I know a kid that's five years old, all right? And this boy is smart as hell, and he's only five. So imagine kids that are in fourth and fifth grade. They're out of sight. They, these kids know they shit nowadays, and they don't forget anything. So when you come to school and you set up all kind of radical stuff and they're like looking and squinting, they're looking over at the white kids and the white kids aren't being bothered at all. 
But all the black kids are being corralled in one little area, you know? Don't you think that they realize that shit? Don't you think they see that there's some kind of other thing going on? It's really deep. But anyway, as Florida, you know, uh, the the school's, the spokesman was uh, Jason Wheeler. He confirmed even though uh, with passing grades were included, uh, a a PowerPoint presentation full of uh, typographical areas and and, uh, titled Double A presentations were shown to black students. It highlighted that black students identified as Double A or African Americans had consistently underperformed on standardized tests over three years. Now, in my opinion, intellect and, and education and, and intelligence got nothing to do with skin color. Mm-hmm. Okay, a white child could be just as fucking stupid. So for you to say that black students have been known to bullshit. Who made that law or who made that particular study? That study was racially biased from the beginning. From the beginning. Now, we supposed to just grab onto it and believe it. That's how they do us. There's no way. All these smart kids, when I see different TV programs with news segments and things like that, where they're interviewing little black kids that are about to do a little performance on a Saturday at some type of parade, and they interview these little black kids, they're talking intelligent as hell. Even when you talk to Dr. Martin Luther King's granddaughter, okay? This girl talks with such intellect that it's not even funny. So how are you going to come up with a study saying that they have consistently underperformed on standardized tests? Okay, so how do the white folks do? Did you test them? And why aren't you showing their test results? That's what I'm trying to understand, okay? So a particular uh, slide titled The Problem Spotlighted. Now they even titled the shit called the problem. Oh, these folk are awesome. It spotlighted the the isolation and 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 the supposed the uninformed of black students on tests. The repercussions of these uh, were immediate. Parents were expressed their their shock and outrage, mainly because they were kept in the dark about this segregational event. Like I said, the same Joker in Alabama, you know. Governor Wallace, George Wallace, is is why, why you think? What makes you think Ron DeSantis is going to act any different than Governor Wallace? Because see, at some point, if you want to dominate something, a lot of white folks are understanding and realize that if you want to dominate anything, you have to put a certain amount of people to rest, and they figure if they shut down black people then they can go ahead on and, you know, because, you know, they, they kind of got the Spanish people by the balls. They threatened them with immigration and all kind of other shit. You know, you, you say something, we're going to chase you the fuck across, back across the border. You know, so they keep their mouths, oh, yeah, you, you what? I didn't want to go You know, so they're all fucked up with, with their reason for staying. Mm-hmm. But black folks ain't no immigrants to shit. We've been here since the beginning of time. And and so, I mean, the whole thing in a nutshell in this whole situation is that we are always marginalized just by on GP. And they put it out there saying, yeah, blacks are blah, 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 blah. And, and some of us black people are so fucking patronized to white people, they believe this shit. That's our biggest problem is the ones of us in our racial group, instead of them saying, well, okay, 
let's get a, a auditorium and let's test these white kids. And when the hell did you test these black kids? Like because like the parents saying, we didn't know that. When the fuck did you test my kids? And when did they? How did they come up with these scores? And who knew? I didn't know shit. And now you're saying that the fact that a couple kids scored low on how you saying they scored low. Let me see the test results. And what did you? What were the questions? Did you put some biochemistry shit on the fucking exam? I mean, it's just it's amazing. I think that's why the parents were going off because they did. They I I saw that article. And they were talking about how the the person, the the principal who put that together was saying uh, some crazy stuff about mentioning jail and death and all this stuff, talking about telling these kids, if you don't do better, then that's the kind of life you're, you're heading for. You'll end up in jail, you'll end up dead and all this. They traumatize these kids intentionally because they're talking like they treat us mm-hmm. when when a black person gets pulled over for a traffic ticket they end up getting killed like a fucking animal mm-hmm. because they feel like you know what he went off he moved he jerked he reached for something and i had to kill him period it ain't got no rhyme or reason on anything and then you got some white boys get stopped by cops. They ask cops, how long is this going to be? Because I need to get somewhere. I got to go mm-hmm. somewhere. And they'll talk just as rude as shit because they ain't fearing shit. They know damn well a cop is not going to pull out a gun and shoot they white ass. And it's bad enough that these people, these white people, traumatize and threaten black adults. But now they're going for the kids. I'm like, come on, y'all. Really? And to have an assembly, you said it was only the black kids that were called into this assembly. So you want us to believe that all the white kids are doing great on these exams. All the white kids' scores are fine. It's mm-hmm. only the black kids that are so-called the problem. Yes, yeah, That's more. some, yeah. All right, we're going to move on. This is but enough outrage. That's discrimination. Oh, and totally. to me, the parents, they should go ahead and, and sue school. Yeah, but you it's know what, though, Kettle? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The sad part about it is, like, a lot of those black people have been living in the South so fucking long that they they don't have, like, all of us here on this particular telecast or this radio cast, we, you know, we have that northern mentality, you know? And southern mm-hmm. people, they just... They don't have that that flinch, you know, like boom, you know what I mean? They don't have that mm-hmm. flex, you know, because I know sometimes when I'm talking to people, if I'm going up to 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 a school and I'm talking to a teacher about about a grandchild or something like that, and and all of a sudden I I get I get an, an assistant as opposed to a teacher, and I I ask them I said, what's your position? Well, I'm 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 just an aide. The first thing I'm saying, well, bitch, I don't want to talk to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't mean no harm when I say mm-hmm. that, and I'm not mm-hmm. trying to be disrespectful. But I know mm-hmm. that aid in school does not need any type of certificate or degree. So, therefore, you're mm-hmm. an aide. And the ones that are aides are the ones that are up front, always the mouthpiece, trying to block every parent's question when they pull up and go in that front door, the aides and all the little 
helpers to, and, and all the people that make decisions is back in the principal's office, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they expect the aides to block all the bullshit until a parent is really aggressive and say, no, I want to speak to the principal. And the principal come up, ma'am, can I help you, ma'am? Yes, you can. And I, only, I don't appreciate you putting four aides in front of you. These girls ain't got no fucking degree or certificates. Okay? Mm-hmm. They just applied for a job and got it. And I got my child in here or my grandchild in here. And when I see some stuff that's not working over the last two weeks, I want to speak on it. But you've got these little talking heads at the front door. Oh, now, now we're going to straighten it out. The school year just started. So we're going to straighten it out. And all the passive parents turn around and walk away. But the aggressive parents are the ones that get attention. I said all that to say that that's how we are up north. We have a level of aggression. At least some of us do. Some of us are a pack of bitch motherfuckers, but that's another story. Okay? But some of us, are, some of us, some of us northerners speak our mind and, and, and stand our ground. But people down south, they've been so fucking passive for so long to white folks. They've been patronizing white folks forever. And you know you get out south, everybody's waving. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? I was raised down in Virginia. South Carolina when I was younger. I'm not that shit worried. And I'm not putting down the South. You know what I mean? It, what? it has its, what? you know, it's got its flavor. Mm-hmm. But the passive, I just cannot, I, I, I took the pacifier out of my mouth and that motherfucker's not going back in. I'm just going to leave well, it. I will say, I will say that the, the, the parents of this situation uh, mm-hmm. in Florida, I think, I agree with what Papa Didi is saying. It's one thing to get mad and get outraged, and um, I think the principal ended up being, I don't think she was fired. I think she's on leave or something. But it's not enough to just get outraged and get mad. you got to, you know, get some results. You can't just get angry and then go home and be angry. you got to take it to the next level. Yeah, right, you got to take answer. it to the next yeah. step and say, okay, yeah. now that we're all angry together, what are we together going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? This principle came that, up with if, crap. If, right, if we continue to allow, if we continue to allow them to do it, they're going to continue to do it. They're going to exactly. call another assembly, same group of black folks in there or another grade or something, and do the same thing. But if you say, okay, I'm going to sue the school, in the school system, then I'm going high in school, see uh, who I need to send. Those words would help them, you know, elevate what they got to do. Because yeah. y'all just being outraged and being mad, that's not enough. No. You discriminate. I think they need to demand. Right. They need to demand some action. Mm-hmm. I would say, right. look, demand a meeting with the school board. And say, look, we uh-uh, want I'm this like principal bump, fired. Bump that, bump that, bump that, because uh-uh, I'm going to sue. That's my bottom line. I'm going to sue. You can't bring my child in there and traumatize my child. And, yeah. um, you know. You know. Well, I'm saying do no. both. I'm saying first I want this principal mm-hmm. fired, and then we're still mm-hmm. going to sue because now you traumatize my mm-hmm. kids. Then you told my kids if you don't get your test scores up, you might end up in jail. You might end up shot mm-hmm. and killed or why would you even put that but, in my kids' head? Because they think that's what we're going to end up we doing. Get the principal fired, and then we're suing for emotional distress. But but then us as parents, we need to make a decision, is this the right school for my child? 
Exactly. You yep. do what you want to do. It. But I'm, I, I need that's to go somewhere it. else because this is not for this is not for me and my child. It's just not. It's right. Not word, but, because because yeah. your child is not going to be connected to them people in life anyway. Mm-hmm. As your mm-hmm. child goes to yep. different levels when it comes to junior yeah. high, middle school. High school. Mm-hmm. Once they grab, once everybody graduates from high school, what they do? They all go in different motherfucking mm-hmm. directions. I'm just saying what I'm saying. If you're gonna stay there, you can't just stay right. there and take it. If you're gonna stay at that school, you need to push for change. And I still agree with Kettle. Go for the lawsuit. If you have the sure, option sure. to get up out of there and go elsewhere, mm-hmm. then don't worry about it. Yeah. Pack up and roll. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely yeah. don't just go home mad. Right. Mm-hmm. All, All right, right. I mean, we didn't need a cocktail. <laughs> I agree. Are you ready for it, or do we need a break so we can all get on uh, some fresh ice? Yeah, let's get some fresh ice. Let's regroup. <laughs> all right, we're going to take an uh, ice break, and uh, we'll be back on the other side of the break with this week's Cocktail of the Week. You're listening to a Pajama Party Show. Hey, this is Papa Didi. Join me on Friday night for live. At the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. And don't miss my segments called Living for the City and What's Poppin'. Hey, and, and join me. This is Red Wine with the Long Long Stem. And I've got the hot topics in my commentary called I'm Just Saying. And don't forget the cocktail of the week for me, Shadow with the Yellow Top. I got the Hollywood Wrap Up along with Weird News. And don't forget, we've got the Kitchen List. That's for the people who get on our last nerves. Want us to call them out. So join us on Blog Talk Radio for the Pajama Party. Every Friday night at 9 p.m. on the East Coast and 6 p.m. on the West Coast. Go to apajamaparty.com to listen online or follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. Call us live, 
You hit that mm-hmm. one over the chest. Whoa. And it's a pretty, it, it, it looks pretty, it's pretty. <laughs> oh, man, I cannot wait to try that one. All right, man, there you go. Ooh. Enjoy. Absolutely. And speaking of wine, shout out to Portugal. They had a, a tanker or something that exploded, and there was a, I forgot how many thousand, something like 480,000 gallons of red wine running through the streets. After that thing exploded, all that red wine just wasted going through the streets. They said it looked like a river of red wine running down the streets in Portugal. So shout wow. out to Portugal. All that red wine, delicious red wine wasted. <laughs> yeah. They have my sympathies. All right, over to you, Papa Didi. What's popping? You know, like I said earlier, I was out today and I was doing some lawn work. And like I said, some white folks was out there uh they didn't mess with me because, you know, I push my damn eyebrows together and let motherfuckers know don't fuck with me. Anyway, <laughs> you know, I learned that from my mom. She'll throw those eyebrows together and, like, say, stay back, you know. Anyway, I was, I cleared the, the car out of the garage, out of the driveway, and I had the lawnmower in the driveway about to do both sides of the lawn as well as the back. And I had everything set up. And this lady, older lady, came from the opposite direction. And she was she had a typical older lady kind of limp, pullover kind of, limped over kind of thing, you know. And she walked toward the area of the curve where, you know, I think it's by law now that every curve has to have a area like for wheelchairs. You have to have a, a slope area, you know, in your complex. All the curves have to have a somewhere you can roll wheelchair wheels over or whatever, baby coaches or whatever. So she walks over. I said, okay, she's an old lady. Now, as I'm pulling the, the lawnmower out of the garage, about to spark it up, I had on my my uh, safety glasses and my, you know, my mask and all the shit you wear when you're going to run the lawnmower, you know, all your protective shit. So all of a sudden, I turn around, and now instead of her curving around and going back down the straightaway pathway pavement, she comes up in my driveway, okay? And she's halfway in the driveway, and the bag she has on her arm and now she's an older lady, and she's not saying anything, not even fucking talking, okay? And now she's in my driveway, and I'm looking with my West Philly attitude, okay? Being a man of a certain age who grew up when they were gang warring in West Philly. So when I saw this shit, I immediately took protective mode, you know what I mean? It's just built in. I'm a man of a certain age. I was raised during a certain time. And, and they were gang war in, in Philly back in the day. And they would come down the street, different gangs shooting out of cars and shit back in the 70s and everything. So I was in, in mode saying, this woman done dropped a bag in the middle of my fucking drive. And she's digging in the bag. Now I'm looking and looking 
while she's digging in the bag. Now, this could have been a crazy old bitch that could have pulled out a fucking gun and blew my head away. You know what I mean? I don't know what she was, what her purpose was that day. She digged in her bag and roamed around in it and all that shit. And I swear, I had a, a little small shovel that I just got done digging some weeds. I grabbed the shovel and I swear on my mother's life. If I would have saw some kind of gun, I would have whacked that old bitch over the fucking head so hard, I would have killed that bitch right in my driveway. And I would not have gave a fuck. Okay? Because it was in my driveway, it was self-defense, and you pulled out a gun in my driveway. Now, come to find out, she's digging in there, and she pulled out some religious paraphernalia. And still didn't talk or say shit got a, a, a big book, a small book, and handed to me. I don't know if it was Jehovah Witness or whatever the fuck it was. And she handed it to me. And I, 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 I grabbed it. I said, okay. I grabbed that. So I, I threw the shovel down. Okay, a little small shovel, which is capable. It's still small, but it's capable of splitting the motherfucker's head. Okay, I threw the shovel down. I said, okay. I took the book. I said, okay, all right. Still ain't say nothing because... She had that 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 uh, look of Mother Teresa, mm-hmm. where she was all garbed up in old shit, old look, old clothes, old this and old that. But she came right up in my fucking driveway without saying, and still hadn't said one word, and reached in and grabbed her religious shit and just grabbed it, walked down the driveway and walked out. And I'm saying to myself, this woman does not realize how close she came to me taking her the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not and I'm not saying that to be anything. I'm just saying we live in a world of two things. Kill or be killed. And I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by 6. Okay? Those are the two fucking things you better understand in this world. When somebody is coming at you, everything is a weapon. I don't give a shit you got an umbrella, keys in your hand, anything you got, everything's a weapon that you could use on somebody, poking their eyes out, puncturing their fucking vein in their neck, whatever you got to do to save your life. And like I said, I'm going to say it one more time, two different aspects of life. We live in a kill or or be killed society because everybody's trying to rob you, rip you off, carjack you, whatever. And when you go to react on somebody, when they're coming after you, come after them because it's better for you to be judged by 12 then carried by six. And I'm going to leave it at that. All right, then. Yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. That is crazy that she just walked up like Fuck me up. Fuck me up. And never said a word? Didn't say a word. And I don't give a shit. She old-looking Mother Teresa. I that bitch could have had a gun. She could have been at her craziest point in her life and just wanted to shoot a motherfucker. And I don't, you know, you don't know. Yeah. But you don't sit back, oh, oh, what are you digging out of bed? What do you have, cupcakes? I wasn't waiting for no fucking cupcakes. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm making jokes, but I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying, Carol? I wasn't waiting for no cupcakes. Oh, man. You Somebody come house. up in your driveway, right by your house, digging a bag, and you got a broom mm-hmm. in your hand, you say, you know what? If I see the barrel of a fucking gun, yep. I'm going to crack this bitch over the head. 
because she's on your driveway, on your property, and you got the legal or legal capacity to take her ass out. And I don't give a fuck, 18 to 80, blind, crippled, or crazy. I'll whack her ass. So anyway, I, that was my story for the day. Oh, my. Anyway. People have gotten acid thrown on them where they didn't expect for whatever reason. People walk in the street, you don't know what the fuck is going on. I saw, I was out there one day and I saw a little young boy walking around acting all crazy, looking stupid, and I was about to do some stuff with the car and vacuum out. I put the vacuum back in the house and closed the fucking garage door and said, I'll fuck with this later. If this crazy motherfucker can continue to walk, I'm not going to be preoccupied back in my car and this motherfucker's pacing the goddamn Yeah, like street. a crazy person. It's like a crazy, what the fuck? I'm going to go in the house, close the garage, and look at this motherfucker from the window. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Live the vacuum another day. Live the vacuum another day. There you go. That's how we got rolled today. I mean it sincerely. Okay? So save your own life. You know what I'm saying, Kettle? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Save your own damn life. Thank Save your own life. Kettle is the queen of busting upside the head. <laughs> Save your own damn life. You walk out your house, you see some strange shit. You better go back in the house for ten minutes to that strange shit walk by. That's, I ain't why, to challenge that's that shit. why Kettle wears those big rings and stuff. She always looks at her jewelry and thinks, there's somebody upside the head. But hey, everything's a weapon. There you go. Everything's a weapon. All right, y'all. We got to lighten it up. We're busting upside the head now. We're cracking heads. We're going to lighten it up. We're going to get cracking. And and I'm straight to the weird news. And I'm going to go first. I'm going to talk about flamingos. We got flamingos flung all across the eastern part of the U.S. Flamingos have been popping up in the most unusual places ever since Hurricane Adalia blew through parts of the U.S. southeast last week. Now, in recent days, dozens of sightings have been reported all the way from Texas to Florida and as far as Pennsylvania and in most states in between. And although flamingos can usually be found in in, uh, parts of Florida, it's safe to say that they don't frequently hang out in north, uh, north of Florida in states like Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, and South Carolina, but yet Flamingos have been popping up in places like that. Uh, the birds it speculated that the birds likely got caught up in Hurricane Idalia, according to Nate Swick, who's with the American Bird Association. Um, he said it is fairly common phenomenon for birds, but not for flamingos. And Ohio was the northernmost point for flamingo sightings as of Wednesday of this week. Uh, that is, until a pair of flamingos were sighted in southern Pennsylvania's Franklin County on Thursday morning. Isn't that crazy? Flamingos just popping up in places where normally you don't see flamingos. Uh, let's see. They said, according to counts from the American Birding Association's Rare Bird Alert Facebook page, there have been sightings in at least 10 states including Florida, Ohio, North and South Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee, Alabama, Texas, and Kentucky. And they think that the flamingos navigated through the storm, and they don't really have a definitive explanation. Uh, 
Mr. Swick thinks that they probably got caught up in the storm and flown through the wind and perhaps got caught in the eye of Hurricane Idalia and just moved with it. Who knows? But if you see any of those flamingos, that's probably how they got in places where normally they don't hang out. So that's my weird news. Unorthodox flamingos. All right. So you're saying the hurricane blew them in a certain area? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what they think. (laughs) They don't really know. It's like since that hurricane, flamingos are popping up in unusual places. So that's that's the speculation that the hurricane just kind of took them somehow. (laughs) I don't know. Wow. Okay. Well, this was interesting. The police rushed to report on a ritual mass killing. Uh, seems like a concerned onlooker in England took corpse pose a little too literally. Um, a cafe that is also community space, art gallery, and exercise studio. Uh, police took rush. They rushed to this business shortly after yoga class wrapped up um, after 9:30. Because a concerned passerby mistook the final resting position the entire class was participating in for a mass killing. Oh, my God. The final resting pose, also known as corpse pose, uh, typically occurs at the end of a yoga class um, in which people lie on their uh, backs with their eyes closed in order to sink into a meditative uh, state. The unidentified person reported a mass killing in our building having seen several people laying on the floor. Uh, we are not part of any mad cult or crazy clubs. All in all, this situation turned out positive, and we are, uh, of course, grateful. Wow. Her name is Millie Laws, who talked to a yoga class, went into more details about the incident. Nils told the post that seven students were lying on their backs for about 30 minutes as she banged on a dramatic drum in a dark room lit by just candles. Okay. She tells the newspaper that she was also wearing a a flowy top that could have resembled a robe. Okay. Nils added to the post that the class had already ended by the time a horde of uh, police officers had shown up and the uh, yogis experienced a lovely relaxation session with no interruptions, thankfully. Wow. I mean, come on, lady. Give me a break. That's just crazy. But, wow. Um, that's my weird news. Yeah. So the lady thought they did. were all laying there dead? I guess. But they have been wow. in that pose for over 30 minutes. For 30 minutes. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> you could at least, couldn't you knock on the door or something? Or something. Tap on the door and see if everything was okay? Or did she read the sign that it was a yoga class? Or... Oh, no. Yeah, don't you think that sounds too logical? Yeah. I mean, what was she thinking? Okay. Bing bong, bing bong. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, Mm -hmm. Over to you, Papa Didi. What's your weird news? Uh, My weird news is this is crazy stuff here. You know, what stuff people do. This guy here, his name was... uh, Reza, uh, let's call him Bellucci. 
Okay, he was arrested trying to run a giant uh, hamster wheel across the Atlantic. The Atlantic is in the ocean? The ocean. Oh, my gosh. A rolling hamster wheel. Now, my question is, a lot of people just got too much fucking time on their hands (laughs) to just do all kinds. This guy, he tried as he might. His name was Ruiz Bellucci. Uh, can't reach his destination without running afoul of the U.S. Coast Guard. Of course, you're in you're in internet you're in international Atlantic waters, and that's what they patrol. So the key problem is his vessel was a giant floating hamster wheel made of buoys and wire. And some makeshift shit plug came out of a garage, self-propelled by him running inside of it. You know how hamster wheel works, right? Like a hamster wheel for real. Right. Yeah, they sell, you know, sometimes they tell people that you're on a hamster wheel when your life ain't progressing and you're doing the same old shit over and over again. Mm -hmm. People say you're on a fucking hamster wheel, yada, 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 anyway. But uh, according to the criminal complaint filed by the U.S. District Court in South Florida, there again, we talking about Florida, motherfuckers down there crazy as fuck. (laughs) Okay, the Coast Guard cutter uh, Valencia came across Bellucci and his homemade vessel about 70 nautical miles east of uh, a place called Tybee Island, Tybee Island, Georgia. I tell you, Georgia and Florida, they got so many little different towns and townships and islands. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. On July 26th, as the Coast Guard was uh, preparing for Hurricane Franklin. Now, they're preparing for Hurricane Franklin, and this motherfucker's in a hamster wheel in the goddamn Atlantic Ocean. Okay, he told the officers he was going to London. London, England. Oh my and I'm God! Sure all and, first, and I'm sure the first thing they asked him was, "What you been smoking, motherfucker?" <laughs> okay, so he, and they said that's more than four thousand miles away. When asked for the vehicle's registration, he said that it was registered in Florida, but he couldn't find the registration. Of course. You know, white folks are some lying motherfuckers. <laughs> anyway, once the Coast Guard determined the vehicle was unsafe. They approached Bellucci in a small in a small boat and instructed him to join them. Bellucci replied that he had a 12-inch knife and would attempt to kill himself if the officers attempted to remove him from his vessel. Oh boy! So they so they let him go, but they stayed nearby. Now the Coast Guard ain't the police, so they said, "Okay, we ain't fucking with this motherfucker. If he die here, we'll say his ass drowned." Okay, so one of the second attempts to remove him from the vehicle, Bluso also threatened to blow himself up. Legend there was a bomb inside the vessel. What the fuck is he thinking? (laughs) The officers saw him holding wires in one hand and believed him. So during the third attempt to remove, the Coast Guard was unable to safely remove Belushi from the floating hamster wheel. Belushi was brought ashore in Miami Beach last Friday, they said he surrendered due to exhaustion, where he was released on a two hundred fifty thousand dollar bond. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> and like I said, the, the Coast Guard is not the police. They police the waters, but oh they ain't trying to shoot a motherfucker, do all kind of crazy police shit. If you say I got a bomb, the motherfucker saying, "Look, I'm going home to my family tonight, motherfucker." <laughs> so you could be out here in, in thirty five hundred feet of fucking water if you want to. We can leave your ass out of here. So he really thought he was going to run inside of this wheel 4,000 miles to get to where? London? London. 
After a while, he fucking surrendered due to exhaustion and hydration and had to pull up. Now, oh mind you, Hurricane, Hurricane Franklin was knocking on the door. So his ass would have been blown to fucking Philadelphia. <laughs> he would he would have been on the fucking Jersey Shore. <laughs> Where the fuck you get to the Jersey Shore? Those 120 mile goddamn Franklin Hurricane winds. They found him on the Jersey Shore in in Margate, Margate, New Jersey. Oh God! <laughs> people do some wild stuff. What is wrong with these people? It's <laughs> so crazy. I don't know. Card Cope starts that. Do what you want, motherfucker. I'm going home tonight to my family, bitch. Oh you want to sit out here on a hamster wheel and roll in the Atlantic Ocean? I don't know what to say about these. Sharks oh. and all kind of shit out there. Mm. Go ahead, motherfucker. They're looking at you all like right. you're a... The shark's looking at it like he's an appetizer. Mm. Anyway. Okay. We're going to keep it moving. Where are we going? Oh, I'm just saying. Mm. Take a break back with um, red wine, but I'm just saying. Okay. All right. We'll do that. And we'll be back with I'm just saying... Oh, goodness, on the other side of the break. You're in the right place at the right time. It's the Pajama Party. www.apajamaparty.com Produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Don't just sit there yelling at the air. You got an opinion? We want to hear it, too. Dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. 4306. Don't let us have all the fun by ourselves. We've got room for you at the pajama party. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Operators are standing by. Well, they're lounging on pillows, but they're waiting for your calls. So call us now. 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Oh, you want to throw pillows? All right, welcome back to the John Party. One of those Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Oh, fly, darling. All right. All right, we got red wine, but uh, I'm just saying, take it away, red wine. Yeah, merci beaucoup. Au revoir. Tonight, I'm just saying, if Black Lives Matter, then prove it. Now, there was a case where there was a 14-year-old white boy named John Sheeran who was indicted last month on a charge of attempted murder of a 15-year-old black boy that this guy was accused of luring to a pond, throwing rocks at, and then attempting to drown this black kid. Now, John Sharon, that's the white kid, was released from jail this week to the custody of his father after the court appearance. Now, this boy, John Sharon, that's the 14-year-old boy, faces charges of assault with a dangerous weapon over this incident that happened in Chatham, Massachusetts, where the police said that Sharon dunked the victim, the black kid, dunked him underwater several times, knowing that this black teenager could not swim. He already knew that. And he was calling him racial slurs while another white friend laughed the whole time and called the black teen George Floyd. Now, the 15-year-old victim 
told the police that uh, John Sheeran and the other white boy was throwing rocks at him repeatedly, and then the attack stopped only after another kid that was on the beach went into the water to intervene. Now, the other teens that were there who witnessed the whole thing told the police what they said. All I'm saying is that if black lives really matter, prove it. Why is this kid not facing more serious charges, and why is this not being handled as a hate crime? If you're calling this kid racial slurs, the other kid called him George Floyd. They tried to, well, the one kid, Sharon, tried to drown him. How is this not falling into the category of a hate crime? Sharon's lawyer downplayed it in court, saying, oh, the boys are just horsing around. I don't think you can call this horsing around when he tried to drown this kid. Not once, not twice, but he dunked him under the water at least three times, knowing that this kid could not swim. How is that horsing around? That, that doesn't fall in the category of horsing around. Now, if it was a hate crime, the conviction would have carried a maximum penalty of 10 years in prison and a $10,000 fine. That's what John Sheeran needed to be charged with, but he wasn't. They hit him with some kind of an assault charge. So, to me, that sends a message that black lives don't really matter. Fortunately, the black kid didn't die this time. But what happens the next time that this kid, Sharon, decides he wants to horse around with another black kid who might not be as fortunate as the kid this time around? Now, the prosecutor said on Monday that just several hours after the near-drowning incident, John Sharon got into a fight with an Asian teenager punched this kid in the face and called him Asian-related racial slurs. I'm just saying, that's proof right there that John Sheeran needed to stay his behind in jail, just like the prosecutors argued. The prosecutors even said that this boy is a danger to the community, and that's exactly what he is. It should have been a hate crime. Anytime, just hours after you try to drown a black kid, you go beat up an Asian kid and call him racial slurs, that proves to me right there that this boy has a problem and the boy is racist. And you go and attack people, those are two hate crimes right there. All I'm saying is that all this stuff about Black Lives Matter, the legal system needs to put their actions where they claim everybody is, what, innocent until proven guilty? Well, we all say black lives matter, those of us that are black. I'm saying the legal system needs to own what we're saying and show us that our lives do matter. This white kid should not be getting an assault charge. It should be a hate crime. This is red wine, and I'm just saying again, if black lives really matter, the legal system needs to prove it. Because this boy is dangerous. And if they let him continue to do what he's doing, he's going to mess around and kill somebody. And it's probably going to be one of our children. That's all I'm saying. He needs to be off the streets. It doesn't make sense that this kid is out here carrying on like this. And the prosecutor talking about, oh, you know, kids, they're just horsing around. 
Like, you, know, you can't say somebody tried to drown somebody was horsing around. Come on. Not when you mm-hmm. add in all the slurs and the other kid calling him George Floyd. Come on. Nah. Nope. Nah. nah. Ain't gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I tell you. All right. They keep on messing with us. They're going to F around and find out. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right, Papa. All right. What are we doing? All right. Break. All right. We're going to take a quick one, and then we're coming back with Papa Didi and Living for the City on the Pajama Party Show. This is the Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. The Pajama Party is produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment at www.com dchomegrown.com The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and dial 914-803-4306 That's 914-803-4306 And tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved just for you at the Pajama Party. So call us now. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Pass it on. Log on to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner or call 914-803-4306. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. Is it tea time, darling? Hi, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm here with Papa Dina. I'm here with Kev. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. And it's time for Papa Didi and Living for the City. All right. What's happening in the city, Papa Didi? Well, I tell you what, uh, you know, um, there's a lot going on in the news today, really. A lot of back and forth stuff. And I just hope that everything will balance out. You know, I'm going to be very brief. I just hope that with the, uh, the upcoming trials and everything and Elections and everything, and and Biden's age, and what's your boy's name? Uh, the guy from Kentucky, Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell, and the other young lady, the other Democrat, the young, the other older woman. Um, yeah, I forgot her name there. Anyway, between her and Mitch McConnell. You know, and Biden and everybody and Democrats and Republicans, I just hope that there's peace going forward, you know, because 2024, with all these different trials lined up and stuff like that, and, you know, people got to understand that uh, Putin is meeting with uh, Kim Jong-un and all that, and, and don't forget what happened in Pearl Harbor, and don't think that China could be you know, fucking with North Korea, could be fucking with Russia, you know, because in all actuality, you know, I mean, I'm not going to talk political too much at all, but, you know, the situation in Kuwait, you know, Russia's just taking pop shots at them, you know? I mean, they could level that fucking city like it ain't shit if they wanted to, you know? And I just hope that everybody has a little more some kind of dignity and some type of some type of life situation because nothing's gonna end right for anybody in the long run, you know what I mean? 
And then you got the nuclear weapons that's in the ballast or that's in the mix. You know what I'm saying? So we we all got to understand that all these alpha male motherfuckers out there, and then the alpha male people in the world, all these alpha male people, and, you know, I'm not in the job market anymore, but some of the alpha male men that I've worked for in my life, these motherfuckers was fucked up. Not to mention, I mean, we can't, we ain't got to even go to Putin or Kim Jong-un. We can just talk about some of these bosses we had in our life that was some alpha male piece of shit that are just into their own world and don't give a fuck whether you're getting paid or not. So it just, we just got to be careful. 2024 is going to be a real year of all kinds of crazy shit. And I, I just hope we can handle it. You know, we... We got through 2020 with the pandemic, but I think 2024 is going to be worse than that with the trials and the crazy fucking Trumpers and all these MAGA motherfuckers that want to act like they want to take over the world and all this shit. You know, I mean, come on with it because after a while, that battle ain't going to benefit no motherfucking body. We all going to be putting our heads between our legs and kissing our ass goodbye. So I don't give a fuck what side you on, but if the right motherfuckers start fighting each other, this world is going to blow the fuck up. There ain't going to be nothing left to do. It's going to be all fucked up in China and, and North Korea and Russia are going to get together and do what they're going to do. And it's all going to blow Like they said, the world's going to end by fire. That's the latest prognostication from the Lord. You know what I mean? First it was Noah's Ark and now it's going to be fire. So look out because nuclear shit causes fire. So it does. we'll see. I'm going to leave it at that. Think about that. All right, now. Something to think about. All right, Kettle, you ready for the Hollywood wrap-up? Let's take a little short, short. Short, CC. All righty. We will do that, and then we're coming back with Kettle and the Hollywood wrap-up. What's your opinion? We want to know on the late night adult pajama party. Call us now on 914-803-4306 and tell us if you agree or disagree or if you don't care one way or the other. If you've been waiting all week to tell somebody what's on your mind, now is your chance. Dial 914-803-4306 and press 1 to speak with the pajama party live on the air. To listen to the show online, go to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen banner on the top right. If you'd like to advertise your business with us, get in touch on www.apajamaparty.com. So call us now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. We will get to you as quick as we can. Now, back to the Pajama Party Live. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One of those Papa D.M. here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. On the fly, darling. <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know what that was. Right, it's time for the Hollywood wrap-up. Hollywood. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Hollywood. Take it away, Kettle. <laughs> Okay, um, I didn't know this, but recently there's an uproar 
on Queen Latifah actually singing the Star Spangled Banner. The social media reacts to Queen Latifah, and they're like, oh, she can really sing? Give me a freaking break. This woman, uh, she's on the CBS Equalizer. She has two jazz albums. She was in two um, plays. Um, people, give me a break. Yeah, I don't know about Queen Latifah. <laughs> what is that? People have been living under a rock. Uh, yes, for real. Um, and just the things, the comments that they're making on um, social media. She, um, like she was in Chicago and Hairspray. Like I said, she has two mm-hmm. jazz albums. And, um, yeah, Queen Latifah can really sing. So y'all get a grip. <laughs> like you said, they've been living <laughs> underneath a rock or something. So oh, I, I, I guess, yeah, I guess they're going real crazy, just going off the chain. Um, uh, but that's my girl. They can't talk about my girl. Her and Mary J. Blythe and Oprah. <laughs> Y'all better watch out. Um, also, uh, Jeezy and uh, Jeannie Ma, they've only been married two years. They got a one-year-old daughter, and they're filing for divorce. After two years of marriage, Atlanta rapper filed for divorce. He filed for divorce from the TV host, um, whose legal name is Jay Jenkins, is reportedly already separated from Ma, and they have uh, signed a prenup agreement. Um, the rapper who helped uh, put uh, trap music on the map exchanged vows with um, uh, Ma at the uh, Atlanta home in March 2021. So they now separated, uh, and he has filed for divorce. Wow. I, I didn't see that coming. Uh, she, oh, wait. She he, on the, he's uh, the one that filed? He filed. Now, she is from, um, what is the talk show? Uh, the Real. She, she's from the, on, on The Real. Um, yeah, I know who she is. is. Jeannie Ma, the, the Asian yeah. woman. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the Asian yeah she married yeah. That, that rapper. But two oh, years in, oh. and then he filed for divorce. Yeah, because he met her mother. Oh, my I'm God. Sorry, go <laughs> uh, oh, okay. I, I, I don't even know anything about that. <laughs> Papa okay. being shady. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe Mama had some influence. I'm not sure. but no, Her mother's Asian as hell. Her mother's very Asian. Very Asian. She's very I mean, she's a, she's she's a cute little Asian, but Mama's like... Straight from the mom is old school. Mom is old school yeah. Asian with the yeah, yeah. Mom was like, look, maybe this this man is not really for you. I'm not sure. She must Black put man. a bug in her ear or something. Black I don't man. know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, we will we'll see. But at least one thing came out the deal. They had a daughter together. So I mean, hey, it's uh, important, I guess. That's nice. Also, um, uh, Lizzo. Uh, she's going to receive the 2023 Quincy Jones Humanitarian Award. Really? The Grammy uh-huh. Award winner is being recognized for her philanthropic work uh, and the commitment to social justice. Hmm. Lizzo is the latest musician to be, to be presented with the 2023 Black Music Action Coalition, Quincy Jones Humanitarian Award. Wow. The whole mouthful. Uh, Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Congrats to her. Um, mostly recently, she pledged $1 million to donate to Planned Parenthood. 
in the National Network of Abortion Funds. Okay, interesting. In response to the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. Wow. Okay. So I guess these, um, you know, you don't hear too much about her in the in the political arena. So I mean, kudos to her. So we shall see. Um, but that's that's on point. That's good. That's good to hear. Um, unfortunately, my girls in the news and uh, the Rock, um, they're going crazy on social media as well. Why they are um, backlashing them for raising money for the people in Maui for the fire? I guess they're they're looking at them as being y'all billionaires. Why we have to donate money to y'all funds? I'm like, are you serious? They put up $10 million. But um, just the comments that are on social media, I guess it just blew Oprah's mind when she heard all these comments. It's just crazy. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, like one comment is like, poor Oprah, Crimea River. People have lost their homes, their loved ones, and the government is trying to steal their land. So we are supposed to feel sorry for a billionaire who gets called out for trying to further exploit the situation. Girl, these people are crazy. Oh, that's not what they did. Yeah, that's crazy. People on the social media is is just, they're just rude. It's crazy. So, yeah. And, well, you know uh, what? That's part of the I, problem with uh, social media is that everybody mm-hmm. can say anything they want and everybody runs mm-hmm. their mouth and just says stuff without checking the facts, without having to be correct. They just say what they right. want. I agree. I agree. You know, so, I mean, I wouldn't take it as a downfall. I mean, look, open the rock, y'all continue to do y'all work. And keep pushing forward. Because these haters, guess what? <laughs> like Steve Harvey says, we need them in our lives. You know? So keep right. pushing on. Uh, and last but not least, uh, it's a good segue to Steve Harvey. They claim that it is trouble in paradise with him and his wife. There's rumors that she's had two affairs with uh, oh, uh, people uh, of uh, their staff members, uh, the people that work with them. But um, he was like, look, he's always like, look, y'all ain't going to split us up. We ain't got time for that. But like he said, we need those haters. So they going to keep doing what they're doing and keep rocking and rolling. So, you know. There you go. But, uh, yep, there you go. That's my Hollywood wrap-up. All right. Thank you so much. Got all the updates. All right. We're going to keep it moving. So, Kevin, let me ask you a question. Is is Steve Harvey and his wife uh-huh. really breaking up, or is that, what is that about? No, it's rumors. No, I don't believe it's it. Rumors? It's rumors? It's rumors. Yeah. I've heard different medias give a whole story on it, saying she's messing with the bodyguard and all this shit. Damn, they had a whole whole situation with that. Or you unless, know? unless they have an open marriage like Will Smith and um, Jada Pinkett. But I no, I, I don't think I, I don't think uh, no. I think I think Steve Harvey's in a whole other generation and don't play that shit. Wow. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he can handle it. He's alpha. He's an alpha male. He can't handle that bullshit. Anyway, but yeah, I, I just thought that was, but you know, and but I know they. I I I heard also that the daughter, uh, what's her name, Lori Harvey, she broke up with mm-hmm. that dark skin brother already. 
I can't keep up with her. I think she's just—I think she's just out to make a name for herself. But to me, yeah, that well, doesn't—that doesn't look good. You know, if you keep well, going that, from person to person. I tell you what. Yeah, it makes a name, but not the name she probably wants. I tell you what. I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, I heard that uh, I read that Nelly and Ashanti are back together. After oh, all these okay. years. Maybe they're really? finally get married. Have some babies. I don't know. <laughs> I just heard they were yeah. together. That's nice. So mm-hmm. We shall see. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, it's I'll time for the kids at list. Yeah, keep up on that one. Check them out. Papa Didi, what is the world famous Kiss It List? Kiss It List, people to show their ass and act crazy over the last week or two or so, and uh, we're going to put them on blast. So one, I want to put that congresswoman who showed her ass in that, um, watching that. Uh, oh, that was Lauren, Lauren Bowler. Yeah, she was in there watching a play of, what was it, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice or yeah. And, she's in, and the man she was with was vaping. How you going? People, you know, people come me when they vape like on the slide. They they kind of cuff their hand, like and, and vaping brings a lot of fucking smoke out of your mouth. So what you you holding your shit down, and then you put nine pounds of fucking smoke out of your mouth, and people saying where the fuck that come from? And I think she was like singing along and doing all this. And she was doing all kind of stuff. Yeah. Speaking, of, ain't no telling what they on. And somebody need to piss test her ass. See. See, a lot of people in this world that don't get piss tests need to be piss tests because piss testing shows what's in your fucking system. And people get away with it, and, and you know, but she just... And then when the guy was putting her out, she said, do you know who I am? When people say that <laughs> shit, it sounds like the other girl, Reese, Reese Witherspoon. Uh-huh. Remember, she got fucked up over some, some DUI shit. Mm-hmm. Do you know who I am? Yeah, you a drunk bitch that got pulled over on Saturday night, bitch. Nobody gives a fuck who you are. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, you reach with a spoon, but you're drunk on a Saturday night, driving 90 miles an hour in a 30-mile-an-hour zone. That's who the fuck you are right now. Anyway, I'm going to leave that alone. All right. But anyway, put her on the list. Okay. And, uh, um, you know, I'm going to put on the list, too, Orlando Bloom. Oh, okay. Orlando Bloom and Kevin Costner. These two men, they done fucked everybody in Hollywood. Especially Kevin Costner. Okay. If you pull up the list of the women that Kevin Costner slept with, Holly Berry and everybody else, Kevin Costner needed. He, I don't know if he got venereal bumps on his on his Johnson. That boy didn't. He didn't slept with everything, and he's going through a big time divorce with his wife right now because she's like, man, fuck all that. You done ran up into so many motherfuckers, you know. Kevin Costner and Orlando Bloom, who's married to this one girl. And he's sticking everybody else, and now he's involved with uh, Katy Perry. They had a baby and everything. I'm like, damn, he must, his shit must be trimmed in gold. Well, I got another one to add to the list. Mm-hmm. I don't have the name of the person, but the, a Georgia pathologist who did the autopsy for that young Georgia couple whose baby was decapitated during delivery. Shit. I think we mentioned that a few weeks back. This pathologist who conducted the autopsy had the audacity to, after conducting or while conducting the autopsy, he took, he or she took pictures of the autopsy and posted it on his social media. So, of course, when the baby's parents found out about it, 
they were further traumatized after losing their baby mm. and the whole decapitation thing. And then you find phone. out the pathologist posted the picture, so now they're suing the pathologist, too, along with the doctor who de- tried to deliver the baby. It's a mess. I'm like, how unprofessional can you be? Why would you go do some stupid crap? Because it's black people, they don't give a fuck. Like I said, if Black Lives Matter, she was a black it. woman, they didn't, they didn't give a fuck. Because this stuff is ridiculous. She was a uh, black Matt woman, Gates, didn't care. I forgot who he represents, a congressperson. He's he Florida. got Florida. Florida. I should have known. He proposed something. I forgot what it was, but he got all his crap shot down. The Republicans did not support his whatever bill he was trying to put through, so he ended up looking stupid. So I'm putting him on the kiss it list because he's still trying to do his thing. Mm. Um, with somebody else, uh, what's her name, Marjorie Taylor Greene? Your girl. She's been acting a fool this week, too, so that's she's on the kiss it list. She's your girl. All right. Uh, anybody else? The usual suspects? Mm-hmm. All right. Well. What you got, Kettle? Nobody. Yeah, I got you. I didn't cover everybody. Mm-hmm. All right. No downstairs uh, neighbors or anybody? Nobody else? No next door neighbors? <laughs> no. <anybody? laughs> no. Uh, I'm good. Uh, oh, I'm going to add the, the, the companies or organizations, whoever they are, that handle the student loans and parent loans. They're on the kiss. And what about the fucking dealerships up here in, in Detroit and all them motherfuckers on strike now, the the fucking corporate motherfuckers? And these motherfuckers selling Ford F-150s, you know. Yeah, now it's you the look union at that's on strike against right, right. the manufacturers. Which is yeah. good. They should get everything they should get mm-hmm. because the price of vehicles nowadays is fucking ridiculous. It is. I mean, you know what's so interesting, too, is that no matter what car you buy, there is somebody out there that will finance your ass. Yep. That's that's what's an atrocity. And I, I'm Nobody just so glad that they don't do that with that. houses. With houses, you got to have your credit got to be withstanding in some respect. But buying a car, if you want to pay a 28, 29% interest rate, you'll get that bitch off the lot. Predatory lenders out here for everything. Definitely predatory. That's Good something word, special Brian. for everybody on this week's Kiss It on List. Point with the and here man. it is. Kiss my entire Welcome back to Pajama Pony. I'm one of your hosts, Papa D. I'm your kettles. Hello. And red wine. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it's time for the last word, Papa D. What's your last word? My last word is, like I said earlier, uh, for those just joining us, um, different incidents I had today with solicitors in the neighborhood and religious people giving out stuff. 
these people are just blowing my mind anymore because, you know, your religion is your own personal belief. Like people say, God is your personal savior. And, and a lot of these pastors out here are, are just, they got some of these people by the balls, man. They got these people, they're, they're, they got some of their, their, their uh, what do you call them? Their parishioners and all that shit. They got them so fucking brainwashed. These motherfuckers are knocking on. You go to Walmart, like 1 o'clock in the afternoon on the Saturday. They're in the fucking parking lot and shit, giving out shit. And got the pastor's face on it. Yeah, he's smiling and shit. But all his parishioners are giving out all his flyers and business cards and all this shit. And I'm like, well, where's the pastor? This motherfucker got y'all working like a fucking dog in a parking lot on a hundred five degree day. And it's just, it's an atrocity. It really is. I mean, like I said, always remember, he may be a pastor, but he's a man of flesh. And God is the real, the real, the real deal. Okay. So praise your pastor all you want, but man of flesh. Leave it there. Well, my last word is, if black lives really matter, then show us. Prove it to us. Don't just agree with us in words, but don't show it in their actions. And that's my last word. What's your last word, Kevin? Oh, wow. That was short and sweet. Hey, uh, that's um, all I'm saying. Okay. I, I just feel as if, um, as they say, knowledge is, is, is power. And I think these young people out here, they need to be knowledgeable on a lot of things. Um from, like I said, the red flag law to their rights and, um, you know, just different things that um, they're not aware of. Um, jobs, just a lot of stuff. So these youth, these youth out here just need to wake up and uh, really smell the coffee, get their act together. It's, it's too much violence. If 30,000 people have died in the course of less than a year, oof, well, we in trouble. We need some help, man above. So, uh, you know, these youth need some help. My last word. All right. Well, that does it for tonight's episode of A Pajama Party Show. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, We hope you got something out of it, some knowledge, some entertainment, or both. Because that's what we're here to do. Uh, We're going to say goodnight and get on out of here, and we'll do it again next Friday night. I hope you'll be here. Say good night, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Kevin. Good night. And this is Red Wine saying good night. Adios, child, Riva, Dedici, peace, deuces. We out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bet you farewell, Arabatetti, Sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Oh, Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. <laughs>